It's -a me, Mary. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful evening and get excited for an early week episode of Anime Double Play. Again, it's -a me, Mary. Unfortunately, my brother is not here, and I can tell you why. He contacted me a couple days ago while I was away in Denver, which I will absolutely tell you about. And he was like, hey, I can't record the podcast on Wednesday or Thursday, which is one of our two days, both of them, actually. And I was like, why? What's up? Everything okay? And he was like, yes, I got invited to too many holiday parties. So Thomas is just too popular to do the podcast this week, which I think, I mean, go him. I was never really the cool sister. But yeah, he got invited to too many parties. Go him. And he has a paper due tomorrow, so he's doing it tonight. So that's why I'm going solo. So enjoy your holiday parties, Thomas. And um, we'll talk to you in the Discord. Speaking of the Discord, if you have not joined yet, it is a ton of fun -o and um, highly recommended. Uh, I'm on it every day. I jump in the voice channel sometimes. So far, nobody has joined me, but I still have hope. And I've been really loving a lot, so I hope you enjoy it, if you decide to do it. If not, I need to be better on Twitter. Um, since we started the Discord, I have been lacking on the Twitter, and for all the Twitter fiends out there, I apologize. It's hard, because um, I do most of Twitter, and I make the podcast, and I wish Thomas helped a bit. But it's all good. Um, so today's going to be a bit of a casual podcast. I am recording this on my phone while I'm folding my laundry because I just got back from my trip and I'm trying to put my life back together. Um, I was in Denver from Thursday to yesterday. I got back at 2 a.m. yesterday, so I'm very tired, but that's why we didn't have a podcast last week. I apologize. Thank you for your patience. I do all the technical stuff like the editing and the posting and the tweeting and that and um, Thomas doesn't know how to do it, so if I'm not around, we can't do a podcast. But if he's not around, I can still do it because I know how to do all the stuff -oo. So, again, another reason why I'm solo today. So, yeah, um, it was awesome. I went skiing, and I hadn't gone skiing in about 12 years. And I put my skis on, and I was super nervous, and I kind of skied over to the ski lift. And I was like, hell yeah, felt like I skied yesterday. And I did awesome. I didn't fall once. I skied all blue squares, which is like harder than easy. It's like medium to medium hard. And I did great. So I was, and I used to love to ski. So I was like to the moon. We had this beautiful house in, um, we were in Breckenridge, Colorado, and there was a hot tub. So I went in the hot tub a lot and it was my boyfriend's birthday. So we ate cupcakes and it was his whole family and nobody fought each other. So it was great. And I got back at 2 a.m. yesterday. So I'm a little tired, which is why I'm hanging up my laundry right now. But I did not do a lot of anime stuff, so I guess we can skip over that. I, tomorrow, my boss is not going to be in work, so I'm going to watch the three episodes um, that Thomas told me to watch, the Ano Natsu de Materu, I believe it's called. And genuinely looking forward to that. I doubt he's going to remember to watch Tari Tari, one of the greatest animes of all time, but we'll see if he remembers. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I hope everyone had a good week. Again, I apologize that, um, there was no podcast last week, but I still wanted to do something this week, even though, even if it was short, cause I missed last week. So I'm going to jump right in to the weekly anime. Let's see. Um, to mix it up since Thomas isn't here, I can just start with mine first. I just caught up, um, before this. Actually, before this, I was um, watching Ganon, if you're in the Discord, you know, and my friend Ganon11, he was streaming on Twitch, and since I had some free time to wait for my clothes to get out of the dryer, I got to watch him stream, and he's awesome. He's, like, so personable, and he's talking a lot, and I was, like, watching him as a friend, like, being super proud, and he's just, like, a really standout guy. He raises money for charity through his switch, switch, Ugh twitch streams and everything and i just think he's like a really good human so if you want to check him out on twitch his name's ganon 11 and he's super cool and now before i did that i watched um i caught up and released the spice and that 
I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this, but that absolutely surprised me. Um, I don't want to spoil it because it's a really big plot twist. But basically, there's a traitor um, that betrays, go figure, the people, um, the Tsukikage. And it wasn't who I thought it was. It was actually, like, my favorite person. And now she's evil. And I'm really sad because, I mean, am I? Yeah, no, I'm not going to lie. I'm. I'm really sad because I liked her a lot and uh, she's evil now and that's such a bummer because I really liked her. So it was a good episode. I was surprised. Um, it got kind of hardcore really fast the last two episodes. It was like, yay, fun stuff. And then suddenly people are dying, getting their eyes cut out and um, there's blood everywhere. It like suddenly got really gory really fast. Not really gory, but it it was like anime totally spies. And then it turned into like an actual show, which is great, but I feel like it's a little too late. Like there's two episodes left and now you're an interesting show when you had all this potential from episode one with the dead policeman father. Like I if you guys have been listening, I really had my hopes up for the show in the beginning, and then it denied me, and now it's like showing me little twinkles of how good it could have been, and I just think it's a little, I just think it is too little, too late, but we have to live on, unfortunately. Um, speaking of too little, too late, I can relate, this transition could go anywhere from, I'll explain it later. Speaking of too little, too late, Irodoku um, was good this week, but it's too late. <laughs> There's two or three episodes left. We finally know why the girl's colorblind. It's, um, because, like, her mother left, and she couldn't use magic, and she's sad, and all this stuff, and, like, it was a good episode with, like, they go into the painting, and he meets what's his name, Yuto, Aoi, meets baby Hitomi, and they're drawing together because that's the way they originally communicated, and it was like a really well-directed scene, and there was a lot to unpack there, and then you find out why she's like, the trauma of that is why she's colorblind and all this stuff, and it was really good, but it's episode 10, people! Like, it's too late! It's too late! You, you, this could have been like, again, this could have been really good. I mean, I guess it's still can be, but I don't know. I feel like, yeah, it's it's too late, which is a bummer. I did, again, I did really like the show. I didn't think it has a, had as much potential, I think, as Release the Spice. I mean, I think it's a better show than Release the Spice is right now. But um, I think the finale is going to be good, the last two episodes. It's just a bummer that um, the rest of the show wasn't too hot. So that was my first transition from Release the Spice. The second one is, um, speaking of people getting slashed in the eyes, (laughs) um, Sword Art Online. Sword Art Online. Huh. I wish Thomas was here. I would love to explain this to him. What? No. You know what? I'm going to take that back. I would not want to explain this to him. I wouldn't want to explain this to anyone. It was a shocking episode. I mean, everyone was calling it. Um, there's a rape scene in this episode, there's a near rape scene in this episode. I would consider it a rape scene. Um, maybe it's just because I'm a woman, I don't know, but it was, uh, pretty heavy. Um, besides the sexual content, like, sort of like Release the Spice, it got really gory really fast. Like, I don't remember there being so much blood in Sword Art Online, and people were gushing blood, they were covered in it. Like, arms were flying off. It was just a lot and unexpected in a show like Sword Art Online. And yes, there has been sexual stuff before, but maybe I'm just a bad person and I never took it that seriously. Like, the tentacle thing with um, Asuna. Yeah, it was weird and it was gross, but then we immediately, like, it wasn't that long. This was minutes and minutes of really gnarly stuff. And there's a whole big controversy about it, like, why'd he do that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm reading some of it. And um, if anyone listens to the pod frequently, I am a huge fan of um, Anime News Network. I, I applied for an internship there when I was in high school. I didn't get it. I wish I could work for them forever or work for them at all. 
but I read the review of the episode by the guy who did the episode, I don't know his name, and he was like, yeah, I guess I can kind of see why they made it this bad, um, to really show that Yu-Gi-Oh had to, it took something super, super, super extreme for Yu-Gi-Oh to um, break the taboo and counteract and break the law and save the girls. But um, I feel like there could have been other extreme things besides, like, um, guys licking girls' parts. I feel like it didn't have to do that for a show of this caliber. Like, this is, I'm not watching Berserk. You know, this isn't Gantz. This isn't Berserk. Uh, I just, I don't know. I feel like they could have done something else. It was... It was a good episode. I get, no, you know what? It wasn't. It wasn't a good episode. He's yelling. His eye explodes. It pops out of his head. And then the woman's just like, lost organ jutsu and puts it back in. Um, Kirito comes to the rescue and freaking murders this guy. And he's like bleeding. And it was really creepy. And I was also watching it in the airport terminal, which was not a good place to watch it because it was really vulgar. And I kept covering the screen because like I'm in public and I'm watching two girls basically get raped. I should have thought that through. But life's exciting and fun, I guess. Um, but yeah. And then it's like all back to normal. And now we're arrested. But hey, we're going to go meet Alice. And I just hope they like bring that up. I, I, I haven't read the light novel. I don't know the source material. I hope they just don't pass on by it like it's nothing. Because I think that would be worse. So yeah, um, there's a lot there. We've been talking about in the Discord a bit. Sword Art Online, heavy episode. And I think that's all the, um, the transitions from Release the Spice I have. So whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Eyes exploding, a lot of gore, and too little too late. All negatives in relations to the anime it was transitioning into. What else do I watch? Oh, I caught up in Car Curry Circus, I think. It feels like I accidentally skipped an episode because I was watching it and it's Narumi in the hospital. And then the next episode I watched, Shirogane and Masaru were saving victims of a plane crash. And I feel like I must have missed one because um, how did it jump? from there to there. I think I need to go back. I had downloaded it and I was watching it on the plane. I was like, I have no idea what's going on. We were just at an orphanage slash hospital and now we're somewhere totally different. And then we were in China. It was just, it was either like really weird storytelling or I just missed an episode, but I can, I still have enough context to talk about this episode. Um, we find out about this like water of life thing which I feel like the show's getting a little too big. It was cool when it was just like people fighting with with puppets. And now there's this whole, there's a lot of lore, I guess, that's being unpacked. So um, it's this big flashback about the creator of this like aqua vitae water of life thing that kind of makes people immortal. Um, it's, a, it's good backstory. It's really interesting. Um, I like it, but I feel like it doesn't really fit the show. I was just looking for like, Bump of Chicken had the opening, fighting puppets, like, the anime Kankuro always wanted but never had, and it's developing into something much bigger, but it's also a two-core show, so it'll be going on next season, so I'm excited to see how it goes. Um, I think the original manga of Karakuri Circus is by the author of Ushio and Tora which I also watched half of and then dropped. I hope I don't drop this one. I should also go back and rewatch Ushio and Tora because I dropped it just before like the actual plot started and I kind of regret that. But that also had a pretty good opening. I love music. Openings are the best. Um, speaking of good openings, Thomas's opening of the year, not of the year. Ooh, that would, that'd be a hard question. Opening of the year. Uh, it's hard because I would vote Violet Evergarden for literally everything, but technically it came out last season um, in Japan, so I don't really know if it counts. I wasn't in love with Devilman's opening. I, I can talk about this later, though. Um, Thomas's opening of the season is 
Golden Kamui. So we can talk about Golden Kamui a bit. Thomas, I hope you're writing your paper or if you guys are listening to this in a couple days, I hope you're enjoying one of your many holiday parties. <laughs> I love my brother. That's just, that's just awesome. Um, so like Golden Kamui is so freaking good when it actually like sticks to its plot. Like we're, we're breaking into the prison. All this stuff's happening. I love Asaripa, she's my girl. It's nice like seeing her do things again and not just like naked guys rolling over each other and eating otter meat. I mean, I guess technically that's directed as me at me because it's fan service, but I guess I'm just not that kind of fan. I'm like, let's get to the grit of the show because the grit of the show is what's good. And yes, I do like the humor sometimes. It's, it's genuinely a funny show, but like repeatedly over and over again like Shiraishi does not have to be in every scene doing something stupid but this episode was really good I'm like so confused by Inka Ramat she's beautiful I think she's awesome but at the end of the episode she's talking to Tanigaki Nishba and she's like oh I sent a fake telegram to you blah 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 he's like what and then there's an explosion and you never find out what that conversation is what what I was like, I mean, Tanigaki's one of my faves, so maybe I'm a little biased, but I was like, this is the ship of the season, and you, you're just sinking it. Speaking of ships, a giant ship is what causes the explosion. I'm really good at transitions today. A giant ship causes the explosion, and like, freaking, um, Tsurumi, Lieutenant Tsurumi comes in with all these people, and they're gonna catch Noparapo and, um, Asuripa. And seeing No Parapo, or who is No Parapo, I guess it's a duplicate, that was like a horror movie. Oh man, Asuripa's face, Fuji, Sugimoto, I keep calling him Fujimoto. Um, I like them a lot, I like their dynamic a lot, and maybe I'm biased because it reminds me of Ichigo and Rukia. But I like shipped Ichigo and Rukia really hard, like they're the OTP of my life. Don't talk about the ending of Bleach in front of me, you'll get your eyes poked out. But, um, I don't get a romantic sense from Asaripa and Sugimoto, and I'm totally fine with it. I just love their, like, relationship and how Sugimoto is a soldier who can't go back to his old life and has lost meaning in his life, and this, like, young girl through exploration and culture and food and stories and past traditions is giving him a reason to live again. And that's why he's like, I'll, I'll follow you to the end, Asaripa. I'll do anything because you're teaching me that, like, there's more to life than war and violence. And I can recover from what I have before. And it's just, like, it's awesome. I think it's a really good storyline. And they're the main characters. And I feel like this season, not a lot of the focus has been on them. And that's cool because we're getting a lot of backstory but I feel like some of the best moments this season have been between them when they're in the deer carcass and Tsukimoto's talking about the dried persimmons. And even this episode when they're in the forest and Asaripa's like, I'm scared. Like, I'm like 14 and I'm going to meet my potential murderer father in a prison that got his face burned off and his Achilles tendons cut. Holy shit. I'm scared. And it was just like, it's those great moments that I think really drive the show. I didn't expect to talk so much about this episode. I didn't even think I liked it super, super much. But I think by the way I'm talking, I did like it a lot. <laughs> so that's cool. Go team. Um, another episode I really liked a lot was Banana Fish. Banana Fish. I was almost really pissed. I need to keep folding clothes while I do this. One second. Okay, I was almost really, really pissed at the Banana Fish episode because it was the same thing. Thomas is right. I wish Thomas, sometimes I wish he wasn't always right. Not that, oh, I take that back. He is not always right. But um, he was super right about Banana Fish being repetitive. Like, oh, Ash is doing this, and then Ash gets kidnapped, and then we save him, and blah, 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 blah. And the same thing's happening again. He gets captured. The guy's like, I can't kill you because you're just so freaking great. Ash Lynx, super sexy guy 
who can murder everyone and is just super, super smart. How about you join me because you're so great and I can't kill you? And Ash is like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, can someone just kill Ash Lynx already? Like, it's the same thing over and over again. And then we save him again. And then there's drama in the Chinese unit again. And I'm watching this on the plane and I'm like, come on, banana fish, do something. And then they do something. Um, Spoilers ahead if you haven't seen it. Somebody told me that I spoiled Banana Fish for them two weeks ago. And I was like, it's a review podcast. What do you expect? So spoilers, skip ahead if you don't want to hear this. And then they shoot Edgy. And I rewatched that part like ten times on the plane. It was so good. Like they actually did it. They like did something. Is it technically different? I mean, Edgy's been shot before. But like... Oh, and Edgy's my favorite character. I don't know why I'm celebrating him almost, almost, or potentially getting murdered. But I was just so happy that they shot him. It was great. And it was such a good scene. He's teaching him Japanese, literally. Ash looks at him and he's learning how to say goodbye. And he says sayonara. And then Edgy gets shot. Oh, I guess people could consider that corny. I kind of consider that awesome. I thought that was awesome. It was great. And then Ash goes crazy and he's shooting all the people and he's running around. The one super issue I have with this scene, which isn't, I don't have a lot of issues with this scene. I was actually so into the scene that today at work, I, um, I found the spot in the manga and I read Edgy getting shot in the manga and it's way more dramatic in the anime. And I, for BL, like you gotta pump the drama. It was awesome. So, um, oh, it was great. And he goes crazy and he's shooting all the people and Shing's like, they're already dead. And Ash just like goes hog crazy. And I'm like a little worried for him now because he's really going to lose his mind because like Edgy got shot. But it was just really great. And Edgy finally did something useful instead of being protected the whole time. So, um, that was just a really good scene. And I really like Kane. Kane is my favorite gangster guy. The Chinese are starting to annoy me. Um, in the show, I, I don't mean that in real life. But um, Kane's awesome. He's like, everyone just shut up. We have to do that like it's good. Um, I'm a little worried about the journalist guy, whose name I'm turning into Thomas, whose name I don't remember. Hmm. Alex. Dave. Dave? Max. Max. <laughs> It's Max, because the wife's name is Jessica, and she says Max. Yeah, yeah, I'm an anime fan. I, I, I'm good at this stuff. I'm an internet anime professional, but um, I'm not a professional. It was a good episode. I liked it a lot. Um, at the end, again, I was getting a little sick and tired of all the drama. Over and over again, the same drama. And I hate Lutsung, blah, 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 the, the long-haired Chinese guy. Blanca needs to ditch that guy's ass and join our team because it's getting a little ridiculous. And let's see, is that all I'm watching? Iriduku, Release the Spice, Golden Hui, Banana Fish. Car mm. Curry Circus. Yeah. Huh. Cool, that's it. Um, but yeah, it was a good weekend anime, and I was excited. I was, like, gone most of the weekend, and I was still... Oh, Sword Art Online, but I talked about that too much. (laughs) Um, it was a good weekend anime, and I was glad that I caught up in time to do a podcast at all, because I was away all week. So that was great. Um, just for... I don't really have anything super planned for this week on Anime Double Play, because, um, Thomas literally just told me about this a couple days ago and I just got back last night so I apologize if you think I'm wasting your time at all I promise this will be short but I thought um I could talk about some anime (laughs) what a shock so um at my house at my parents house on Long Island I have this huge manga shelf with a lot of you guessed it, manga. I think Thomas and I have collected over 370 volumes. We have all sorts of different series and stuff, and it's great. 
Um, so I was going to talk about some of those, but unfortunately, I'm not there. I'm in my apartment in Connecticut. And in Connecticut, I have an itty bitty bitty bookshelf underneath my TV. It's literally two shelves where I stack things. So instead of going through my amazing, massive, and beautiful 370 volume collection, I am going to go through like my eight volume and nine DVD collection for you guys and talk about the stuff I have on my shelf and why I bought it and why I like it or if I haven't watched it yet, think I'll potentially like it. So let me get on the ground. It's all next to my Tyco drum for the Tyco drum game for the uh, PlayStation 4. My uh, PSN is Kenshin's Girl. If you want to friend me, you can go for it. And let's see what we got here. Hmm. We'll go with books first before DVDs. I think that works. All right. Um, first book, duh, is the Persona 5 art book. The Art of Persona 5. Um, favorite game of all time, obviously. Well, that's hard. I need to play Final Fantasy X again. Um, I wrote a blog post on this. You can go read it later. Persona 5 had beautiful art. And, um, I, as an adult, I guess, now that I have the freedom to buy whatever I want, I was kind of like... Takes me a lot to buy something because I'm really trying to save and I don't have a lot of like crazy spending money. But it was on sale for 20 bucks and it's Persona 5 and I still don't own the game. I'm still borrowing Murph's copy. So um, I was like, I need to own something Persona 5. So I got the art book and it's super cool. And they have all, I am obsessed with concept art and it's a lot of concept art and super fun. And I didn't buy Smash, but now Joker's going to be in Smash. And I think now I extremely have to think about it. So, go saving money. Um, play Persona 5 if you can. Don't watch it. Play it. It's um, a fantastically fun motivational game, I guess. It's about, you know, kids who have been treated unfairly, standing up for themselves, and um, waking up, getting up, and getting out there. So, um, again, it's one of my favorite games of all time. Next, on the shelf, Slow Cooker Classics. I have a crock pot. I've used it four times, and I think I've made three recipes from that book. Next, Harumi's Japanese Home Cooking by Harumi Kurihara. I think I made, I got that in high school. I think I've made like two recipes from it. I'm not a cooker, a chef. I'm not a, I'm not a cooker. Um, I'm not a chef. Next, In This Corner of the World. Very, very good movie. It's on Netflix. Um, it's the World War II movie. I wa- I've talked about it a couple weeks ago. No, a couple months ago. Um, really powerful movie. Um, definitely less of a blow than Grave of the Fireflies, but the emotional payoff is there. And the um, the desperation is there, but in a different way. And I really love that about this movie. I got the manga because I, I love the movie and I wanted to know more. But I read the manga and... I think I like the anime better, which is weird because I'm usually an a manga is better type of person. But um, I don't know. There is more in the manga. There, it's fleshed out a bit, but I don't think it necessarily makes it better or worse. I feel like the direction in the movie was better than the direction in the manga. No offense to um, Fumio Kono because she did a fantastic job. And the art's so interesting because it's like this cartoonish sort of, I don't want to say doodly um it's a cartoonish art style for a really really serious subject and I love how it starts off as just the story of a girl and then the desperation like really really slowly sets in and you like don't even realize how like war-torn they are until like it gets really bad and just seeing such a gradual natural progression into that was just beautiful and so well done and go Fumio Kono sensei because she killed it it was really great um next on my shelf is yum yum bento all year round (laughs) by Watabe Watanabe and Ogaya um Ogawa I can't read today I haven't slept that much my friend works at Penguin Publishing and she got this for me it's a bento box book that I don't even know if I'm ever going to use but oh man the 
the stuff you can make is really cute. So if I ever have children, they are going to have the cutest ben bentos. They're going to have the cutest lunch boxes in the world. And they will also think, all the kids will think that they are Japanese when they will be Lebanese. Basically the opposite. Um, next on the shelf, The God's Lie by Kari Ozaki. Really, really good manga. Highly recommended. I read it online, loved it, and had to buy it. Like, it's only one volume. It's so worth it. I had to own it. I lent it to Thomas. I lent it to Mike. I lent it to Mike's friends. I, I think my mom read it. Did my mom read that one? No, she read the first volume of Orange and the first volume of Promise Neverland. Not a good idea, Thomas. For the Hallmark movie-loving mom, Promise Neverland was not a good choice. But um, God's Lie, fantastic story about um, this kid who meets um, these virtually these two orphans who live with their, well, never mind, these two orphans and um, the summer that he spends with them and how it changes him and um, just having to grow up a little too fast. And um, sometimes why gods lie to you to make you feel better as you go throughout your life. It's a really, really beautiful, impactful story. Great art. One volume. It'll take you 10 minutes to read. That would be a really good um, read-along like we did with Solanine, um, which I should own but gave to my sister as a gift for her birthday, which is this Friday. I'll be in the city for her birthday this Friday. But um, read The God's Life, you can. Um, Kami no Uso, probably in Japanese. Really good. And then the last thing on this shelf is Cheese Sweet Home, Volume 7. I, oh, it's in color. I haven't even opened it before. Um, my sister's roommate, Demaray, loves Cheese Sweet Home. And we were at a convention once, and they had, um, if you colored in a coloring sheet, sheet of um, Cheese Sweet Home, you would get a volume for free. So I colored in a coloring sheet of the cat, and I got Volume 7. So um, it's really cute. Demaray loves it. Demaray said that like she cries reading it because it's so adorable. And she loves cats. If you're a cat person, you should read Cheese Sweet Home. I was thinking about getting Cheese Sweet Home, but getting it in Japanese to like help me read Japanese better since it's for children. And I have the reading comprehension of like, I probably don't even have the reading comprehension of a child in Japan. I'm probably worse than that, but I feel like it'd be good practice. So, if anyone wants to get me something for Christmas, get me volumes 1 through 6 of Cheese Sweet Home in Japanese. Let me put this back. Alright, on to the next little shelf. Um, Connecticut's Emerging Writers Anthology. I was published in that this year, which was really cool. Um, Wilton Magazine, another thing that I was published in. I like to write. If you haven't heard, I have a blog. It's fun. Um, ooh, the best, the guidebook from Miku Expo that I went to this summer. Um, Miku Expo was good. It, I saw her in 2014, and she was much better, which was a huge bummer. Oh, there's my other glove. I needed that this weekend. Anyway, um, like, Miku is a virtual pop diva superstar, and last time I saw them, they heard she had all these amazing backgrounds and all this surreal stuff. And then 2018, it was like a normal concert with a normal person. Actually, concerts today are pretty crazy. It was like just her on the screen dancing and singing. And they could have like done so much more with like special effects and backgrounds and stuff. So in that way, it was disappointing. I mean, the music was great. The crowd was awesome. But um, the light sticks were flashing. But I just kind of wish there was more of a production. I just wish it was more of a production. That's all. Um, on to the DVDs. I have Akira, which um, my friend John, he's Ness Success on the Discord, got me for Christmas, I think, or my birthday. I don't remember. I had never seen it before, though, so I watched it because I had the DVD. And it was it was really good. I wasn't like, enamored with it I know it's like a super influential amazing piece oh my god yes but um I thought it was good I love Kaneda I didn't really get the main character's name who I don't remember right now let me quickly read the back of the box Tetsuo um 
I know he was reacting to the drug and it was making him paranoid and crazy, but like Kaneda was just trying to help him. He was like, no, nah, get away from me. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, shut up and let your friend help you. It was very frustrating for me. So yeah, but I liked Akira. It was good. Um, I love the art style. The animation still totally holds up and that's what it's known for. So that's good. Neo Tokyo. And it's so great because it takes place in Tokyo for the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. And Tokyo got the Olympics in 2020, which is the greatest, one of the greatest coincidences of all time, I think. This movie came out in 1988 and it predicted that Tokyo was going to get the 2020 Summer Olympics. I love the world. It's awesome. Next, I got this for my birthday from my roommate one year. The complete series of Romeo x Juliet. I watched Romeo x Juliet when I was in the seventh grade. And you know what happens in Romeo and Juliet. They both die. But for some reason, I thought these two beautiful, beautiful romantic suckers would live. Little did I know, because I couldn't... I did not have the power of, like, foresight, I guess, when I was 13. Um... Spoilers, they both die. It's a tragedy. I cried for two weeks. Whenever someone even said Romeo x Juliet, I would just start to sob. I was a, a crazy, crazy person. Um, Love this show, though. The animation definitely hold, holds up. It's beautiful. Um, the sketching, the concept art's great. The um, transformation of the original Romeo and Juliet story into this world, into this medium, I thought was great. The opening is so good. Um, really, really good. I'm just like looking at it now. It's still in the wrapping. I haven't opened it. 24 episodes on four DVDs. The complete tragedy. Mary from 12 years ago. It's a tragedy. Don't get your hopes up. They're gonna die. Next. Um... Let's see what this is. This is a sympathy a sympathy card when my grandma passed away in August. Next, um, Yuri on Ice, the limited edition box set. Um, I've talked about Yuri on Ice a lot, so I don't have to super get into this. But it was not a perfect show. It was not a masterpiece of a show. But it was one of the most entertaining shows I've seen in years. It really was just so fun to watch and it was so fun to be in that world and root for all those characters and I had a lot of friends who were watching it with me and it was just so great to finish an episode and be able to text my sister and Demeray and my friend Patty and all these people and just have this like amazing conversations about art and skating and music and beauty and love and it was like like the time of Yuri on Ice was just a really good time to be alive. Um, even though I think it was 2016 and that was a, apparently for most people was a horrible year. So, um, I bought the box set because I kind of have some money now, which is nice. And I really want to support the show because I loved it. It wasn't, it like objectively isn't a 10, but it's subjectively a 10 in my heart. I think I gave it an eight on Mal. It's really good. Um, is that all from over there? Um, last thing, I did an unboxing of this when I got it. That, I think that was the last time I did the podcast alone, so it's been over a year. The Your Name DVD box set, DVD Blu-ray soundtrack art book box set. We've talked about this a lot. I love this movie. People say it's overrated and people say it's overhyped, and I don't care because I think every time I watch it, it makes me feel the same way as the first time I watched it. And I feel like that's a feat in and of itself. And that's all I'll say about that. On to my third little tiny shelf. I'll take a picture of this little tiny shelf. These little tiny shelves. And I'll put them um, on Twitter and on the Discord. I have my gamer music in a binder that has the Phantom Thieves logo on it. Because I'm a crazy person. I have my flute. And then I have the DVDs that I got from the Sentai Filmworks sale two weeks ago, which was really exciting. I think I got like $150 or $180 of DVDs for $60, bucks, which I really didn't want to spend $60. I originally had more in my 
my cart and I had to get rid of some because I was going to Denver and I needed the money. But um, I think I did good. So we can start. And then I think that's it. I have a Scrabble, my Hanafuda deck, my Piccolo, and um, oh, my Haruki Murakami books. I'll, I'll hit that at the end really quick. Okay, first DVD I, brought, I bought was um, La Corda d'Oro, Primo Paso, 26 episodes, complete collection. It's a music anime that I've seen a lot, so I bought. I haven't actually watched it before. Uh, I don't even know the summary, but it was literally $6, so I bought it. Um, at the Say So Academy, there are two kinds of students. Famous musicians... And then a general studies program. That's depressing. Kahoko Hino falls into the latter category. A completely average student who isn't even interested in music. Why are you at the school? Um, oh, she's given a magic violin by a fairy. <laughs> Guys. Instant regret question mark? It looks, it's a reverse harem. It's a bunch of hot musicians with a girl who gets a magic violin. Um, I believe this will fall under the category of shoujo trash, and I'm very excited. Oh, that's why there's a fairy on the cover. Interesting. It's just hard because I don't really watch DVDs anymore, which is, like, sad. I listen to CDs all the time, but I don't really watch DVDs, so I hope I get a chance to watch this. And I think the rest of the stuff I've mostly seen. Oh, I haven't seen the next one. I haven't seen half this stuff. Um, the next thing I got was the Blu-ray of the Rurouni Kenshin New Kyoto arc. I haven't wa- I just got this stuff last week and then I left, so I haven't gotten a chance to go through it yet. Um, get ready for an all-new perspective on Kenshin's greatest adventure ever. I would say it's not. Um, this is the Shishio arc. I really, really like the, um, Anishi arc. Yeah. And I like the Sonosuke arc in the beginning. I love Roni Kenshin. I love all the arcs. This was definitely the longest arc. I think the Anishi arc, the final arc, is my favorite because, like, all that emotional payoff is just out of this world. But this is a reanimation of the most famous arc of Roni Kenshin, the um, the Kyoto arc. When he leaves, he leaves, and he leaves to go to Kyoto, and he leaves Kaoru behind at the end of Volume Seven of Roni Kenshin. This is my favorite show. I know what volumes it's in. And um, I have reread Rurouni Kenshin 100 times. The first volume of Rurouni Kenshin I ever bought, I had a, my sister got me a new one for Christmas last year because the pages are falling out of the one I got in like 2004 or 2005 because I can't open it anymore because I read it so much. That's how much I love the show. I have never reread volume seven because I cried like a freaking baby when Kenshin left. I was like 12. And it wrecked me. I was so upset. I was like, how could you leave her behind? So, I'll have an... Yeah, I bet that's in this. Guys, guess what? Guess who's going to cry like a baby? 24-year-old Mary Awad. Oh, it's two parts. That's cool. Let me see. Man. He's so good looking. I love him. Next. Oh, man. The one I'm probably most excited about owning. Kids on the Slope. Kids on the Slope. So good. I love this show. I love this show so much. It's easy. It's, eh, is it in the top 10? I would hate to make a top 10 anime of all time. Like my top 10 favorite anime. That would, it's like picking your children. That would be too stressful. But this is a really good show. And I'm so happy to own it. I'm going to, speaking of Ganon, who I said before, I'm going to lend this to him. It's like the first thing I'm going to do next time I see him. I'm just going to hand this to him. Be like, you must watch this. It's, it's beautiful. It's the most realistic. I wrote a blog post on it. I won't go into it. You can always look at it. Moveslikeawad.com. But it's like, it's not, okay, really quick. It's a music anime. It's like You're Lying April. Where You're Lying April is a fairy tale. Like, you know, romance, la da da. Um, which kind of ends in tragedy, I guess. Um, Kids on the Slope is like a biopic. It's like an autobiography. It feels so real. And it's just so perfect for its setting and its time and its place that it's so transportative. Transportative? It, um, 
you get really engrossed in it, and I think it's really beautiful. And now I own it. From the creative team behind Cowboy Bebop comes a music-infused masterpiece. I gave it a 10 on Mal. It's kind of a masterpiece. I wish um, it had the soundtrack. Let me see. English and Japanese audio. Ooh, interview with Yoko Kano. She did the music. She's bomb. She does most of the music for um, Shinichiro Watanabe, right? He directed it? Yeah, for Shinichiro Watanabe stuff. She's awesome. She did the music for Wolf's Rain, which Thomas and I never finished watching. Remember that from last year? We did an anime watch-along that we never finished because we didn't like the show. The music in Wolf's Rain was great. Um, I'm almost done. I said I'd this be short. Maybe I, I just like hearing the sound of my voice. This I have never seen or heard of, but it was $2. This is short piece. Um... Includes the anime, the, <laughs> includes the Academy Award nominated anime short film, Possessions. This is a collection of short films, and I love short films. I think it's four short films um, by all different people. Um, a lone traveler is confronted by unusual spirits in an abandoned shrine in the 2013 Academy Award nominated Possessions. Tsukumo, directed by Shuhei Morita. The director of Kakurembo, which I haven't seen. Um, a lot of different things. I know the uh, director of Akira did a piece uh, from the creator of Akira, which is kind of why I got it, because I know he's really good. I don't even know the creator of Akira's name. Where is that DVD? I can just read it and see which one he did on this, in case you guys want to know. But this movie was actually like $3. So I got it, and we'll see how it goes. Who made Akira? Oh, Katsuhiro Otomo. He did... Um, Ando, sorry, sorry, give me a second. Oh, prepare your senses for the animated films that are taking the critical world by storm as a new era in anime is ushered with... in... in with... Katsuhiro Otomo's short piece. I really think there's a typo. Anime is ushered in with... Oh, anime is ushered in. I just can't read. With Katsuhiro Otomo's short piece. So I guess he directed the the title um, movie in this collection. I'm really excited to watch it. I should have burned this and watched them on the plane. Because short movies are the best. And it was $3. Thank you, Sentai Filmworks. Not a sponsor. And finally, $10 each, I got both seasons of Mawaru Penguin Drum. My girl. Um, I cosplayed as her the last two conventions. I entered the cosplay contest at Anime NYC. I didn't win, but it was fun. Um, I think it was the first cosplay I ever wore that I looked good in. So go team. It's an awesome show. It's really weird. Um, going back to the last thing on my shelf, my um, Haruki Murakami books... Um, I feel like Ikuhara and Murakami would be friends because they're really avant-garde and really crazy in a good way. Um, it's a crazy story. It's a story about something, and then by the end, you realize it's about something completely different. And I kind of like those kinds of surprises. Um, I feel like on a good day, you would love this, or on a bad day, you'd hate it, or on a bad day, you'd love it, and on a good day, you hate it. It really takes a certain kind of person to really sink your teeth into the show, but if you can get through the beginning's a little slow I guess but man it's a fireball the trippy surrealistic smash sequel to this year's most talked about anime oh that's the second box it is not the light of the sun or stars that shows us to our destiny but the light that comes from our souls within that is never said in the show (laughs) that's a bad quote for the back of the box it's not really reflective of the show at all but it's really good. Highly recommended. Um, really good music. Animation's killer. I think this show's from 2011 and it still looks bomb. 2012. Sorry, that, that noise probably wasn't good for the mic. I'll, I'll, I'll take that out if it sounds really bad. So yeah, those are my shelves of Anime Wonder. And then um, the last thing is an anime, but whatever. I have my Murakami books 
Haruki Murakami, my favorite author. I have Norwegian Wood, which is a really, really weird book that wasn't super great, but then like the last paragraph kind of blew my mind and made me love the book. Literally like the last eight sentences just tied a big red bow over the whole story and I just super loved it after that. Um, Kafka on the Shore, which I don't have, I lent to a friend, is my favorite novel of all time. Um, I hope Thomas isn't going to listen to this because I know he wants it, so I'm going to get it for him for Christmas, which reminds me I should order it today after the podcast. Thank you, podcast, for reminding me. I've read definitely more than half his books, not all of them. I just read Killing Commendador, which was the new one that came out in October. That one was okay. For having him be my favorite author, I'm pretty hit or miss with him, <laughs> but when it's a hit, it's all, it's out of the park. Um, his books really change the way you can see the world and look at things. And I love them. And then I think that's it for me. I don't know what else I could tell you about. That's my shelf. One day, maybe over Christmas, oh, that'd be so great. I'm going to ask Thomas over Christmas when we do another in-person podcast, maybe we'll just sit in our room and we'll go through every series we have on our shelf. Our 12-year-old shelf. That would be so fun. So look forward to that. Um, And if you did like this sort of thing, let me know. And if everyone's like, oh, man, that was boring AF, we won't do that over Christmas and we'll do something else because we like it when you guys like it. Um, I was recently I went back to my college because one of my professors um, is starting a podcast and he wanted to ask me for advice, which is hilarious. And he was like, yeah, podcast. So I was telling him about different microphones and all this stuff, even though I'm literally using my iPhone head mic on my, the headphones right now because now I'm cleaning my shelf <laughs> putting my life back together and he was like so how do you make money from podcasts and I was like you are talking to the wrong person and I think if you're doing making a podcast to make money I think you're doing it wrong I think you're supposed to do it because you like it and because it's fun and like Thomas and I always say if we even just had like one person listening to this I think we'd still do it because we have such a good time So um, we really want you guys to enjoy the podcast and enjoy what we do. And that's it. Like, we're here to have fun. I'm here to sit and talk about anime with my brother and with all you guys. And if people want to come join, that's awesome. And if they think we suck, which we might as well, um, that's okay too. Because at the end of the day, you got to do what makes you happy. But yeah, Um, I'm... Thank you guys for listening and being great people. I'm just putting everything away. And yeah, I think that's it. It was a good week. And the week, it's like Tuesday. I, I had off on work. I had off from work yesterday because I was still in Denver. So um, it feels like Monday for me. So it's going to be a short week. And I'm going to be in the city this weekend for my sister's birthday. So if anyone's around, I think I'm going to get there early. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, I think before I start babbling on forever, I will cut the podcast here. Um, Thank you guys so much again for um, making this really fun and um, giving me something to look forward to every week. Um, If you're not in the Discord, please join. Um, We talk every day and I'm very proud that like I have a little community like this. It's a really good time and I promise I'll do my best with Twitter more again because um thomas doesn't help but it's all good you can only do what you can so yeah guys thank you so much i hope you have a great week i hope um you please let me know if you like this sort of thing because then we'll totally do it for christmas and if you didn't i'm really sorry and i'll never do it again (laughs) um love you guys talk to you later